welcome to the Ghosties Podcast. I'm Christina, a psychic medium. And I'm Missy, a medium-ish. We are besties who look for ghosties. Join us as we talk all things paranormal, go on the occasional investigation, and receive messages from spirit and our spirit guides along the way. This is Ghosties. (laughs) Hello. Welcome. Welcome to the Ghosties podcast. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Just got off a fun little live. Yeah. That was fun. And yeah. It, it was 30 minutes of a live. I didn't expect this to be on that long, but I guess that's what happens when we're having drinks and, you know, seeing and each other since we don't get to see each other right now. I know. I know, seriously. I didn't see you last weekend briefly, but it still feels like it's been a month. I know. I know. I was thinking that earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. You have to tell everybody about your student today. Okay. Bless him. Okay. Adorbs. So, adorbs. This kid wears me out most days, right? He's not bad, but he just talks a little extra he brought in something to school he shouldn't have one day and I totally had to send it to the principal because it was considered a weapon blah 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 so I felt terrible um and he just kind of like I don't know a little disruptive anyways so he's had a couple like shy moments with me like yesterday he was upset about something so I had to talk to him about it and then today he was kind of having a day so I had like a little minute with him just trying to connect with him and I felt bad for him So they go to their little art class and they come back and he walks up to my desk and he said he made me something. And it's this little like they took a piece of paper, but they fold it in half and then cut part of it. And you can like push it through kind of like a one of those pop up greeting cards or something. Yeah. With paper. So one of the girls made like a kitchen and he said, I made this for you. So I was like, you know, a lot of them, you can't understand what they've made. Like when you look at it, you're like, what is this? So. I said, all right, well, tell me a little bit about what this, you know, about this. Tell me about what, what's happening here. I was like, is that a TV? And he said, yes. I could tell it was like a room with a TV, like a living room or something. Then I saw this thing that looked like the little ghost from the Pac-Man. And I was just kind of looking at it. And he said, well, it's a haunted house. And I was like, you made me a haunted house? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. And he kind of shook his head. And I looked at him, I said, did you know that I, I really like ghosts? And he shook his head and he said, no. And I was like, I love this. Thank you so much. I love this. And I taped it up on the wall and I put a picture on Facebook. I'll share it to our ghosties page too. Cause it's just way too precious. That was adorable. Yeah. He doesn't know. They obviously I don't go into the classroom and tell a bunch of third graders. I have a paranormal podcast. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I don't want them to tell their parents and their parents, you know, call the school because their teacher she's dead people you know <laughs> that's right yeah you know, like I have to keep that life separate <laughs> I know and we were saying earlier I really think that intuitively he knew I mean maybe not on a waking level but on a soul level yeah did he you knew. see what Sean typed he said intuitive up there too yeah mm-hmm. they are so so psychic mm-hmm. it was so precious I'm oh. like yeah, I can't, I, I just, I, it touched my soul with, and I think we made a little connection today. 
I love it. Yeah. I'm slowly making little connections with a lot of my students mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm learning them. And it's funny because like, I never thought I wanted to teach third grade. Like I thought I wanted to be, we talked about this. I thought I wanted to be like kindergarten or preschool. Cause that age of kids just, I love them. They're so precious. But now that I'm in the classroom and I am slowly like unwrapping these layers from these kids and seeing what they need, like whether it be on an education level or like even an emotional level, because a lot of them, they come to school to get away from their home life. Yeah. So I'm seeing that and all these little layers unfolding and it's like making me think, you know, what I can do to reach this kid or whatever. It's really cool. So I know I'm where I'm supposed to be. Yes. I totally. Oh, this is the first time since I've known you that I've heard you this excited about work. Yeah. You know, it's funny because like, you know how you dread going to work and then you come home and you're already like, you're exhausted from the day and then you dread having to go the next day. Well, I don't, I mean, I'm exhausted at the end of the day because these kids talk me to death and wear me out. But I'm ready to go the next morning. And if I could get there earlier than I do now, I totally would. I love it. I love yeah. it. Because you're like, you're in your happy place. You know, other yeah. than, you know, this is like your, your, your special sauce. My special sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Like, I've heard people say that a lot. Like, they're like, what's your special sauce? Like, what? what are you passionate about? And I mean, you have been so excited about this and hearing you like talk about your students and, you know, listening to you share about the things that they create for you. Like, you know, you can just tell that you are passionate about it. It's funny because I don't even really like other people's kids. I'm not going to lie. I don't. (laughs) And there are some in there that just, they wear me out. Yeah. But They're like, and I heard some other teachers go, you know, these are your babies now. And they are, Mm -hmm. they are, you know, for the, like for five or six months, I mean, longer for a regular teacher, like you're with them a lot of times longer than their parents are Mm -hmm. for the day. Um, you know, their happiness depends on you too. And it's, you know, it's just a whole, I don't know. They are my babies now and they're my class and, you know. It's mine. It's my little baby I can mold. So it's exciting. Mm-hmm. It's fun to listen to, you know, like I hear her tell stories about things that are going on. And it, like she said, like you can hear in the way things are going, like that the students are like starting to take their walls down and start to, you know, to start to lower their guard. And it's just awesome to hear. I can't wait to hear how everything goes. Well, see, in this poor class, and we're not going to talk about this much longer, but this poor class, they had a teacher. She went out on leave. So they had, oh, I guess they they didn't have a teacher, and then they pulled a teacher up, and then she went out on leave. So they had all these subs, and then she came back, and she left again and decided not to come back at all. So all they had was, like, short-term subs. Their long-term sub didn't work out, and then they got split up between classrooms twice. Oh, wow. So they've never had their own classroom. They've just been pushed into these other classrooms and made to like, here, this is where you are right now. So when I got there the first week, they were thinking I wasn't going to be there long. So now we're three weeks in and they're realizing we're here. This is our classroom. You know, we're doing this. So I think they're starting to get 
a little more settled, a little more consistency, you know, and yeah, it's working out. I love it. I love Mm -hmm. it. And you've been building that Reiki business and you've got your square side up and running now, right? Yeah. Yeah. I finally got my booking software up on my website. So now you can pick the date that you would like and, you know, book your service in your own time without having to contact me. It's been pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Y'all, I have something I absolutely have to share with you guys. Anybody who knows me knows that I love my books and I love to read, but I'm definitely a sucker for a good ghost story mixed with some romance. Recently, I started reading the book Atticus by Leslie Fear, and y'all, I am so hooked. I have been reading this book while I'm waiting at stoplights. It is that juicy, y'all. Leslie also has other paranormal romance novels like Graveyard Watchmen, Easy Fix, and more. So if you're a fan of paranormal romance novels like me, definitely check out Atticus by Leslie Fear and all of her novels. I personally cannot wait to dive into more of her work. So definitely check out Leslie's book, Atticus, on Amazon and all of her work. You do not want to miss out on these juicy, juicy novels, y'all. Hi. I thought you cut the audio off. You didn't? I did not. Oh, well, here we go. (laughs) Hopefully it doesn't happen again. All right. So let's jump right in. We are doing an interesting episode tonight. Okay. We are, I went on the hunt to find out if anybody could tell me anything about sightings of something like the Hellier or Kentucky Goblins. Okay. Some people call them the Greys. Yes. How tall in Hellier did they say these little guys were? A few feet. Maybe at most, right? Yeah, at most. And they had pointy ears and like kind of wide little, almost like duck feet, I would say. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did they have long skinny arms? Uh, I think the Kelly goblins had long skinny arms and the Hellier goblins, they didn't really say. Okay. Because one of the pictures, um, if you look up Hellier goblins, it's like an actual... It's not a hand drawing, but it is kind of a drawing, and they have long arms and pointy ears. Um, You've seen the picture. Yeah. I have to send it to you again. So I posted in one of my paranormal groups, (laughs) excuse me, asking, I said, tell me your stories of seeing many gray creatures, goblins, whatever you call them. And a bunch of people commented about their experience. Oh, goodness. Okay. We already know, I think we talked last week on the Ghost Share episode, was it? About the lady that said she had the little fairies or whatever that came and bounced around on her bed and how they were short and blah, blah, blah. Yes. So that gave me total, like, hell your vibes. Yes. And we had the other woman that said she had seen some greys too, but they were more, like, alien, like you would expect aliens to be. Right. Because remember she said, well, she we didn't share this, but she sent me a message saying that she like was on their little spaceship with them looking down at the earth and all kinds of stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
and she called them the grays. Yes. Mm -hmm. So this got me, this is what kind of sparked this. So I have a few stories I'll share, but then also some like folklore or legends about certain creatures that these could be, but that it all kind of ties together. Cool. Okay. Okay. So the first one I talked to was this girl, Shauna, I think it is. And she said, (coughs) excuse me, I've considered posting it to this page many times, but I have always felt a little crazy because the person I was with that saw it also now says he doesn't remember this happening. But here we go. She says, many years ago when I was 15 or 16, a group of my friends and I were walking through a field late at night. I was on one of their backs and everyone was ahead of us. My friend and I saw something whitish in the field in the opposite direction that where everyone was going. It seemed to be glowing. So we decided to go check it out. As we got closer to it, we noticed it looked like a small white troll. It's the only way I can describe it. It was walking through the grass with its back to us. When it turned around, it had this evil looking face with black eyes. It looked like it was snarling at us and it started to run at us. We freaked out and we both took off running and I've never seen anything like it again. Oh my God. She said, when I say small, I mean less than a foot tall. (gasps) Okay. Excuse me. So I I messaged her and I asked her because I sent her the pictures or I posted them in there. I said, has anybody seen one of these specifically? And it was like the hell your goblin and the other picture. And she said it was the other picture um, because it had the pointy ears. And she said the long arms like dro- like were moving the grass around as it walked. <clears throat> and she said this was in Lakeland, Florida. So I looked up Lakeland, Florida on the map. There are no cave systems near there, but there are lakes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. She said back then it was all fields and orange groves, but now it's full of houses and stuff. But it's Lakeland, Florida on province is what she said. And I asked her if she knew if there were any cave systems around there. And she said, no. Wow. She also said there was a cow side of it. And she remembers there being a stream that went through the cow field. It was around 1994. Okay. And then she said it wasn't gray though. It was white and glowing, but it looked like, what is this picture I sent? Um, the little man figure. Um, <clears throat> you saw it. They had it in Hellier, I'm pretty sure. And it looks like a little alien, but with really pointy ears and like a skinny body and long arms. Yes. It was the cat. Yep. Uh, okay. Okay. So that's the one that she said it looked like. Okay. And she said, um, she asked her stepmom about it. What'd she say? I remember the long arms and the way it was walking through the field, like it was pushing the grass aside to walk through it, the shape of its head and ears. I always thought its head was shaped like an alien's head. And she said, I asked my stepmom about it once because she's Native American. And she said it sounded like a goblin to her. Oh my. And I have this in writing and that just gave me chills. Um, yeah. Me- I said, well, said, well, Native Americans believe in skinwalkers too. Has she ever talked about those? 
And she said, I've never talked to her about them. I've talked to her about things disappearing and reappearing in strange places. She said, I had a trickster in my house. (gasps) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yep. I mean, y'all, for those of y'all who don't do this work, I mean, that's a pretty prevalent word that's only used within the spiritual community and for people that have actually encountered like trickster entities. The best part is like when we went to Hollywood Cemetery and we talked about this on the episode we tried to record when I did one of my first meditations ever and I was very in the very beginning stages of this work and I saw the little hands over the eyes and you said, how did that make you feel? And the word trickster came into my mind. And I have never in my life used that word ever. Yep. <clears throat> ever. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I just thought of this too, like cemeteries are very liminal places. Um, you know, they're, people are going somewhere, but that's not really their final destination. Like their energy goes somewhere else after that. Um so it's interesting that all of that happened in kind of like this liminal space as well. It's very weird. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Yes. So then there was another person um, that said they grew up in an old Polish neighborhood with many gardens and connecting alleys and said my older brothers and their friends used to always see something they called the short white hairy thing. It would appear in the alleys and gardens at dusk when they were playing hide-and-go-seek, and and they still speak of it to this day. Oh, my God. So this other person commented on that one and said, my dad and brother had a very similar experience while playing hide-and-seek. They said something short with sharp teeth asked my uncle if he thought it was a good spot to hide. My scared uncle grabbed my dad, and they ran back home. (gasps) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So then this other person commented and said, in my island, there is a very famous creature called, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, but it's T-U-Y-U-L, Tuyul. Okay. I think there's like an actual movie about it or something, which is crazy when I started Googling it. They said, this is like a small kid, so I'm not sure if it's a kind of gnome. Maybe it's not. It doesn't have hair on its head. It usually steals money at home. It's sent by somebody. Um, they said, this person said, I've never seen it, but I want to tell a story. I remember when I was a kid, somebody stole all of our money. The place was locked, but money disappeared and only a flower was left at its place. Oh my God. So, and this other person commented and said, well, in South Africa, it's known as Takalosh. Oh my God. Yes. So. Oh. <laughs> The rabbit holes. If you look up Tuyul, T-U-Y-U-L, first off, there's like some kind of a, it's an Indonesian horror film and it looks awful, like creepy. Okay. And if you look them up, it says they're described as supernatural beings whose appearance is believed to look like a bald child and they tend to have childish behavior, not being very intelligent. Oh my God, that made me think of Hellier. They, they used to rob people of their riches. 
Remember in Hellier when David wrote his letter and he said, my children, I asked them what these beings looked like. And they said the bald children. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. So the Takalash, they um, are described as small in size, like humanoid creatures, like gremlins almost. Okay. And it says they are very dangerous. They're said to crawl into sleeping people's rooms and cause ca- all kinds of havoc, from scaring them to choking them. Oh, my God. And they particularly enjoy scaring small children. <gasps> oh, my God. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jeez. So, I don't know. But it was just very weird that people had these random little stories and then all these, like, well, here it's called this, and here it's called this. So it travels across cultures and yeah. kind of like the Loch Ness Monster and all these other things. Yeah. This other person randomly said, when I was five or six, I saw a see through elf peeking around my parents' room at me. It looked curious. I wasn't scared at all. It only happened one time. And this other person said, when I was seven years old, I used to see a little elf, too. It looked angry and would only appear if I was arguing with my older sister. It still creeps me out to this day. Oh, my gosh. Go ahead. It's it's like she became like the vibrational match of this little elf. Mm -hmm. Appear. Oh, my God. So this other person said it's a global thing that happens to kids around the world. It haunts you until you reach adulthood and then it disappears. I read about it. <gasps> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I will say that at the very beginning of my awakening, um, I saw it was when we were still living in our apartment, um, but I would see these little teeny uh, looking beings and they would. <laughs> Sounds so weird. But when we were getting ready to go to sleep, I would see them like right in front of our TV. Um, I saw two of them and I only saw them like maybe on two occasions. Um, but they looked like specks of light. And then I would only see like the top halves of their body. Um, but yeah, they seem to have like a little fascination with our dogs for some reason. I bet. It's interesting. So, and I think we talked about um, the girl that we shared her story last time about the, like, elves being in the bed or whatever. Yeah, or whatever yeah. they were, fairies. Um, mm-hmm. She tried, she ended up sending me a picture of what she thought those looked like. And she sent me, um, what is his name, Gollum? Oh my gosh, yeah. From Lord of the Rings. And she said, the closest thing I found would be like these little creatures, but more human looking, or no, Smeagol. Is that what it is, Smeagol? Not Gollum, Smeagol? Smeagol, yeah. I well, don't know. It's alternate. Person. I have no idea. Gollum. She said, most of them, or at least the ones I assumed were adults, wore odd fabric, kind of cloak-like wrapped around their bodies. They had hair on their head and face and a sparse amount on their body. She said, I assumed 
distinction between the male and female based mostly on their mannerisms because there was a little there was little difference physically to go on. I couldn't tell with the younger ones if they were male or female, but they were a foot tall at most. Oh my gosh. That is yeah. insane. So a lot. Yeah. So, and then there's the, I sent you the one that the other one sent me and said she has been on the spaceship many times with the grays when she was a kid. Yes. Yes. She said they spoke through their mind, um, which is one of those things that they talk about with Indrid Cole and Hellier. Yes. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like an out, a speaking of like verbally, it was through their mind. Um, Yeah. But she had a lot, a lot of stories about how she was on their spaceship and about how they were like a government and how they were looking down at Earth. And I don't know that they were mixing. She said, and I think I sent you that, that they were taking some human DNA and mixing it with theirs to make these people and distributing them among us. Yeah. Mm hmm. And they're trying to normalize it. That's why they have a big push on self-mutilations or something or mutations. So they can walk freely out in the open. Okay. Wow. And here's something weird that I just put two and two together. And I'm totally going to go off on this one. I don't think I sent you this video, but there was a video on TikTok about the Ah, you know, the all seeing eye and that group of people that say exists, but doesn't exist in Hollywood starts with the eye. Yes. Uh About how they put checkerboards in all of their music videos and stuff. Okay. So I'm reading her message right now. She says, when I was a kid, the grays took me to a room with a checkerboard in it. Oh my God. The floor was a black and white square with military people. Just weird. Sorry, I'm just reading that now. And I'm like, that reminds me of that that I just watched. Wow. Yeah. So. I will say, like, out of everything, the gray energy or, you know, like, just the energy of the grays probably is the only thing that really gives me the creeps. Now, do you think the grays are more like the goblins? are more like, or like actual, the aliens that like you want to be abducted by. I think that from what the guys have said, some of them are, you know, actual like ETs from space. They give me this feeling like some of them are like the Oompa Loompas from like Willy Wonka. They're just there to kind of like help. But then some of them are not like that. I feel like some of them are like actual artificial intelligence, but I don't know if, if it's from artificial intelligence from here, if that makes sense. Right. Um, and then some of them, I feel like come from within the earth um, and that fall into like that hell your goblin type of uh, like category. Um, you know, like what they said in hell your, I think one man's demon is another man's alien. So I think it really is dependent on the person's experience and how they're vibrating at that particular time. 
Well, here's a question for you. Based on what this woman just said about them dispersing them among us, mixing DNA, DNA. <clears throat> now, take that back to the crazy conspiracy theory about reptilian people. Yeah. <clears throat> I take mean, that there for me. <laughs> because why couldn't that be valid now oh exactly maybe they're not reptiles per se but maybe they're a mixture of aliens if you will and people us and them yeah we've all seen that video of that guy that's looking one way and he turns around and his teeth all get like crazy looking yeah we've all seen it and his eyes change Mm-hmm. We've all seen a lot of the politicians and their eyes like looking one way and then all of a sudden it looks like a freaking reptile eye. Yeah. We've all seen those. Now, some of them are cameras, absolutely, but could some of them not be? Yeah. Could some of them be these DNA altered beings? True. I don't want to go too far from our original like mini goblin theory, but it's just this is awakening a lot of questions for me now. Yeah. I think that, you know, I have to ask the guys a little bit more about it. Um, do I think it's out of the realm of possibility? Absolutely not. I mean, if anything over the last two years has taught me anything, it's that anything can happen. And what we deemed as fairy tales are not fairy tales. You know what I mean? Right. Goodness. Oh, no, it's very interesting. I'm still not satisfied because I was hoping somebody would say, yes, I've seen the hell your goblin and I live near a cave, but that did not happen. So this other person lived, um, where did she live? Illinois? No, somewhere, but somewhere right by, um, like water. I don't know if it was the Great Lakes or where it was. But so what we determined though was because she was near water like that, that could have sparked that elemental like goblin creature. Yeah. The fairies. That was Mm -hmm. the fairies one. Yeah. So in Hellier, did these cave systems were there was there running water in there at all, like any kind of water? I would imagine so. So maybe it's not so much about the caves as water. I think that, you know, like the guys have said, anything that's a break in nature is going to absolutely have some paranormal, you know, weirdness pop up in that area. So, you know, like where we see, um, you know, like waterfalls that meet with a mountain that's like a break, you know, in nature, um, where the beach meets the ocean, that's a break in nature. Um, so I would, I would, so. Yeah. Because if you even look, you know how they say in Hollywood, they put it right now in our face, you know, Mm -hmm. they tell you it's not real, but that it is right. You know, like it really is. So you look at these movies and there's always, you know, if there's a movie about some mystic cave or, or waterfall, or a beach with mermaids, or, you know, these weird, you know, foresty, 
places. With, I don't know. It's just that's where all these weird creatures really come from in movies. So why couldn't these things be real? Right. Mm-hmm. I know. It's interesting. But I really still want to find our Kentucky goblins. I know. I mean, there's definitely something weird going on with Kentucky. You know, yes. like, Kentucky in general has some weirdness going on. I mean, I even spoke with one of my family members over the last week um, that lives in Kentucky. And even my own family member had her own paranormal experience to relay. Um, I haven't gotten her permission to relay that yet, but... I mean, it's along the lines of this. Um, So there's something going on in Kentucky and in the world in general, but Kentucky specifically. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it. These were awesome. Yeah, so they weren't exactly what I was hoping for, but it definitely uncovered some other things and a lot of similarities between the stories. Yes, exactly. Which led to like legends and folklore that I had no idea even existed. So it was very interesting that all over the world, there are probably these little one foot or two foot tall beings that are just wreaking havoc. And this could have been them for those kids, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's very interesting. I mean, like, <clears throat> this kind of reminds me a little bit of the Black Eyed Kids episode that we did. Because there's even origin stories within the research that we did from the indigenous of the United States where they talked about experiencing beings that had solid black eyes that could propel, you know, negative energy towards you. I think, you know, these are the same beings just with a lot of different names. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. These were awesome. <clears throat> Thank you. These were amazing. Yes. So if you have any stories about the grays or your own UFO experiences, please send them to us. We would love to share them. Or ghosts in general, strange, weird encounters. We are here for it. Yes. And find us on TikTok. Instagram. Facebook. YouTube. And email us your stories on uh, the ghosties podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> That's right. All right. Bye. Bye.